Are we ready? I don't know why that just delights me. Did you fart? No, I was going to, but I was afraid I was going to poop and pee in your chair, so I didn't. All right. Welcome to Streaming Unicorn Podcast, where queer folks bring you queer commentary and reviews of the latest movies available for online streaming services. I'm your host today, Irene, and as always, I'm here with your co-hosts, Brooke and Alan. This week, we'll be talking about and reviewing the movie I picked, The Lost Boys, available on Netflix. Hey, everybody! Welcome once again. Great big hugs and... Kisses and fist bumps, whatever you're comfortable with, out to the Unicorn Brigade. Brigaders! The best fans around! Whoop, whoop. Wow. That's a lot of hype. Get hyped, Irene. I am hyped. Why are you just sitting there? I was We're enjoying. talking about the Brigade. I was enjoying the hype. Let's get ready to rumble. I was, I was getting hyped. I am excited about this episode. Because yes, me too. We are doing... Oh, the Lost Boys. Thou shalt no, not kill. I expect we'll probably sing that a hundred thousand times. I have been singing it all week. <laughs> Just in preparation. Yes. <laughs> Ever since I watched it, I was like, y'all, this is my jam. Oh my God, the Lost Boys. So we're all feeling a little nostalgic. Yes. I'm, yes. I'm like, <laughs> it came out in 1987. And um, so how old was I? I was 13. I can't do math. I was five years old. Hmm. And so I started watching hmm. it like on the daily with my brother. When you were five? About five, well, yes. You, no wonder you're so fucked up. Oh, no. <laughs> it's so good. My mom, we watched it so much. My mom had to hide the tape because this was back when they like reward, they recorded stuff. Um, we lived in Germany. And so we didn't have a lot of movies or anything. So they bought two VCRs so they could record the stuff that we um, uh, rented um, at the video store and this was one of the ones that we got and my mom had to hide it from us for a while because mm-hmm. she could not stand watching it at, like another minute. Oh, just because she's seen it so many times or because it scared her? Uh, not because it scared her but she was probably worried about we were all going to turn into little serial killers. Well, fuck yeah, you're five years old watching The Lost Boys. Well. My five-year-old daughter's going to go running off on a pier somewhere. <laughs> unsupervised. And dressed like she's a Confederate soldier child. <laughs> because thought, that makes sense. I thought they looked more circus people. Well, no, that was just the 80s. <laughs> right. Everybody looked like Everybody circus looked, people. They looked like circus people. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. That was the uniform of the 80s. Tiny bellboy. Yeah, 31 damn years ago. Yes. That's crazy. 1987. So, before we get going into The Lost Boys, I did want to talk about the biggest... Um, the biggest decision facing humanity here in this last week. Laurel. 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 Did you hear Lauren? Or what's the it's other one? Laurel. 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 Laurel or Yanni? Yanni. Laurel or Yanni? What What did you guys hear? I heard Laurel. Yanni. Really? I was a Laurel. Yes. John was a Laurel. Really? We, we sat and played it in the same room, the same thing, and both of us heard completely different things. Um, That's so weird. It, heard, I'm telling you, heard the, a mixture of both. the Matrix is fucked up. It's falling apart. We're actually just plugged in being human power cells for our alien overlords, and this is evidence. The Matrix is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. That's really insane. My niece said she could hear both. 
She said she could hear one in a deeper voice and one in a higher voice. And I'm like, I can't do that. Yeah, Finn said he like heard pieces of them. Like it was like like Jarl or Jan. Yodel. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Yaddle. Not, Yaddle. So. I don't know what that says about him. I actually I saw a thing. It was a joke news article, but it was saying man says that he was moaning his girlfriend Laurel's name during sex, but she heard Yarl or whatever the fuck the other one is. Yanni. Cody? <laughs> Cody. <laughs> Definitely Cody. <laughs> Uh, So uh, apparently it has something to do with a pitch because they look the same, blah, 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 science. But Mm -hmm. pitches and frequencies. The beat is on. What about you, Unicorn Brigade? Which one did you hear? If if you have no idea what we're talking about, we'll post the dread video Mm -hmm. to, if you have no idea what we're talking about, then you probably aren't on the internet. So I don't know (laughs) if you'll even see that, but we'll post it on our uh, Facebook. Uh, And we want to hear you guys tell us what you heard. If anybody heard, if anyone heard them say, Brooke... I'm extra interested. No one heard Brooke. Brooke, you don't know. You don't know that. I, I, you I haven't d- even given them a chance. Oh, I know. I know. All they're be doing is like blowing smoke up your butt, maybe trying to get a hook, 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 hook it up. <laughs> and I'm not here for that. I can't. I can't blame people. I'm, I am a. I'm a hot dish. I, I know you're a hot dish. Like one of those ones. Like a, you put in a chafing. Right. Very like with the little and it's, thing. You, they bring it over the table and you're like, that looks good. And then they set it on fire, fire. and you're like, dang it. So hot. Right. Well, <laughs> I, Anna, I'm keeping her safe. Don't worry. <laughs> I want to know if you hear Nana noodles. What? <laughs> I don't. You have to explain that, Alan. Nobody else knows what that I means. I don't care. <laughs> Alan, don't, Alan don't care. I don't know what's happening. I'm the honey badger. Honey badger, don't give a shit. All right. No. And on that note, the deets. The deeds. No. She sang it again. How many times do we have to say you don't have to sing it? I'm going to sing it. <laughs> Every time? Every time. I think we need to redo a deet song with you singing the deeds. Okay, whatever. Okay, Maybe I like double deeds. I'm going to do that. Double deeds. Double deeds. Okay, so the deets on The Lost Boys. Let me tell you all about this, okay? I'll be quick. The Lost Boys is a 1987 American horror comedy film directed by Joel Schumacher, starring Jason Patrick, Corey Haim, Kiefer Sutherland, Jamie Gertz, Corey Feldman, Diane Wiest, Edward Herman, Alex Winter, Jameson Newlander, and Bernard Hughes. So, that's, that's pretty much it. Music by Thomas Newman. On that wonderful little song called Thou Shall Not Kill. I thought you said it was a horror classic. Horror. Oh, horror. Horror. Um, One thing that I do like is that the title is a reference to the Lost Boys in Jay and Barry's story about Peter Pan and Neverland, who like the vampires never grow up. Yeah, that was that, that, that was the whole intention of the original. It was supposed to be, uh, it was all about eight-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And I never put that together, that the Lost Boys... Oh, really? ...was the Lost Boys from Peter Pan. It was a reference. That was one of the only references that, that stayed that, and the, the dog's name was Nanook, which was supposed to be Nana. Nana, too. Nana Noodles. Yep, there you go. Um, Peter Pan is a vampire. That's something that also, I feel dumb, because that's never occurred to me. But that's obvious. Like, he never grows up. He can fly. He mm-hmm. drinks blood. No. 
<laughs> no. Maybe that's why it didn't occur to me. But uh, yeah, all the Lost Boys don't grow up. So the, the whole idea was that they were going to be vampires. But then Joel Schumacher was like, no. If I'm going to do this movie, they have to be teenagers. <laughs> um, and then there's another Peter Pan reference near the end of the movie we can talk about. Oh, excellent. Ooh, Ooh it's like we're foreshadowing. It's better than foreskinning. So, is it? Well, <laughs> it's hard to say. Yeah. This was also Corey Haim and Corey Feldman's first movie together, and that's when we started The Two Corys. So, yeah, it was the first film that they had together, and um, they went on to do tons of movies together, like um, License to Drive. That was my favorite one. What was your favorite Corey's movie? This one. I was going to say Lost Boys. Is it Lost Boys? Yeah. Yeah, because I thought they were too douchey later. Yeah. Oh, they got man, douchier and douchier. License to Drive was on HBO, and anything that was on HBO during certain years, I love because I saw it so many times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I can I can relate to that. I liked the HBO in when I was a lot younger, before it got really expensive, and my parents didn't let us watch it anymore. And that big HBO comes down from space. And you fly into the O, and it's like... Feature presentation. I had completely forgotten about that until you really? just now yeah. described it. And oh I'm like, god. oh my god, I can see it in my head. I know, right? Or at the beginning, you're going, shh, shh, flying, just like the Lost Boys do in this movie. You're flying over that town. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that I thought was really interesting about this movie, they filmed it in just three weeks. Oh. Can you imagine filming a whole damn movie in three weeks? That they had to like... do it before the carnival left town. Right. It's <laughs> 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 not, and it probably had to be nonstop, too. Um, and that was probably before the kids had to actually go to school. Mm. I have no idea. Now they have laws. I don't know why they did it in three weeks. Other than I guess they could. It was cheap to do it in three weeks. Yeah. There's not a ton of special effects or anything. No, definitely not. In fact, they, there was some effects that I really love about this movie that they had to do because they didn't have a budget for special effects. But we'll talk about those as we get to them. Right from the start, though, this movie is awesome because it starts with the shall not blah. This is awesome. My childhood. <laughs> yes. I would like to point out that the song, though, by Cry Little Sister, is what the name of that song is, is actually about incest, and that makes it very disturbing. You're so nasty. I'm not nasty. That's what why it's is about. It, tell us. Why is it? What? Huh? The lyrics say, Cry Little Sister, Thou Shall Not Fall. Come, come to your brother, thou shalt not die. Unchain me, sister, thou shalt not fear. And love is with your brother, thou shalt not kill. But maybe it's familial love instead of the hot, dirty, incestuous love. Yeah, they, they don't mean Wait, like, hot, dirty? come I, on your brother. They said, come to your brother. You nasty. What? You nasty. I'm just clarifying. So we end up on the boardwalk right at the beginning of the movie. And the vampires are on the... Uh, what is it? Merry-go-round, the carousel. And it's really cool because this is the first moment you get to see all of the vampires. And they come out and it's like, oh, here's Keith or Sutherland. There's Bill S. Preston, vampire. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know that they're vampires at the time. They're they, just harassing They're just people. angsty teenagers. They're just extra punk dressed. Yes. And they've got that little dude. I love it. Like the way that 80s bruiser has that little gay streak of blonde in his hair and at the time it just made him seem tough and now it just makes him seem stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm Rocky Balboa. 
It's like, no, I'm sorry, you're not. The perception at the time. Yeah, it's it's a little bit different now, what our stereotypes are of these things. I like to refer to them as glampires. <laughs> Glamp. Glampires, because it's like the 80s rock glam, their beautiful hair, and they're wearing makeup. Like, right. it's like... Yeah, everybody look. Glamour. they look like the band Poison. Oh my God, yeah. I was just going to say <laughs> that. I was like... He looks like poison. They got so much hairspray in their cave. It's you know, like can after can of Aquanet in there. And they just grab it with their weird ass right. little claws. And they're like, shh. We got to look good before we go out. Right. Oh they got God. that windblown hair, though, because they're always yeah. flying. They're always flying, yeah. And that one guy, you know it, his mullet was permed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, it didn't grow that luxurious out of his head. That permed mullet. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah and so then they're like it's the 80s version of trying to rough each other up which is really just kind of looking at each other severely <laughs> and then that terrible actor security guards come out and he's like i told you guys not to be on the boardwalk right and you immediately think you're gonna die i know right he's hey. fucked that dude's fucked right and sure enough he is like he stays late and he's going back he's the only car in the parking lot and this is one of the things i was talking about when i said this low tech kind of requirement instead of showing people flying through the air because that would have been expensive especially then they just have the camera on a big crane shot and you can <laughs> kind of hear flapping flap, 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 and they're yeah, like, the, oh, like bat, it's bla- bat flaps I bat was flaps like, and laughter bat flaps? Oh, yes yeah. and so you know what they're doing and i kind of i love that about about yeah. this movie and movies from the time yeah you don't ever see them in the sky whatsoever which is fantastic yeah until the end when the, michael and um, David are battling in the cabin. They like yeah. fly through the sky at each other. And oh, that's, that's the true. only time you see it. Yeah. Yeah, but they're in co- they're enclosed. They're not like outside flying around. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. It's like oh, easy and, wire work or something yeah, inside. And yeah. it's fantastic when he's like outside the window because he can't control it yet. Oh, and he's yeah. like, you're like, you know, he's on a harness. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's just dangling. Dangling. Like, dang, 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 dang. Like, Help me. Like a worm on a string. I'm your brother. I'm like what the what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Dude? Get back in your window. Ridiculous. Then we come up on the is uh, People Are Strange montage, which is cool. They've got the, the vampires in their cave have a big uh, Jim Morrison poster, which is kind of mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the cool things about this is, again, something different now than it was then. The people they're showing in this montage aren't that strange. I mean, there's a few that are a little strange, but I don't know. They, the, don't, they don't seem that weird time, anymore. <laughs> at the time, they probably were. Oh, at the, again, they, yeah, this is just one of those changes that, that doesn't hold. Right. Like At the time, they were real weird. But now yeah. I'm just like, hey, they're cool looking. Yeah. These look like the kind of people I try to make friends with. You know what? You hang out at Hot Topic. It's cool. Whatever. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. There was no Hot Topic back then, was there? Uh-uh. That's crazy. That's they had to exactly make all their weird outfits themselves. Right. They actually put a lot of effort into looking goth. Mm-hmm. But the brothers that move into town, um, what, Sam is the younger one. Uh-huh. Um, Sam and Michael. Yeah, with Sam their and mom. Michael, then their mom. Which I love Diane Wise. So she's do I. Hilarious. I know. She and great. she's so lovable. She's like somebody that you want to succeed and you want, she's, I don't know, you care about her real easily. She, mm-hmm. she has a lot of emotion that comes across on the screen. Yeah. But Sam, he, moving in, like his wardrobe actually makes him the weird one. You know, everyone else looks really like punk and metal and stuff and he is very like la with his like long little oh, duster yeah. jacket yeah. and stuff i was and like lots of colors he's sporting a miami vice yes he had the miami vice i was like he's wearing like dorothy's born x little smock 
I mean, that's what I kept thinking the whole time. He is a golden girl right there. Oh, my God. And he had that really long jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I was like, where'd you get that? Full disclosure, when I was young, I went to a school dance, totally decked out like (laughs) Miami Vice. I had like, I think it was white pants, and I had this white jacket, and I had this pastel shirt, and I thought I was sharp as fuck. And my mom took a picture of me next to a fern. (laughs) Of course. Did you have like the (laughs) sleeves rolled up or something? Uh, I don't really remember. I feel like that would make it the best. That'd be some good bonus content. (laughs) Little Brooke, back when she presented Mail and (laughs) uh, Miami Vicey. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I should see if I could find my Miami Vicey outfit. Oh my gosh, I did not have one. I had suspenders, like white pants, suspenders, and like some kind of bright shirt. Oh my god, I'd love to see you in that now. I'll just see if I can find that. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm shit in that now. And, and the family's moving in with Grandpa because of a divorce, mm-hmm. and uh, freaking weird ass Grandpa in his weird ass house. Yeah. Oh my gosh, like, that place was creepy. They Ta- sh- taxidermy everywhere. Well, they thought he was dead when they showed up. <laughs> He's like right. laying out on the porch. Like, what the hell? He's not breathing or moving. <laughs> Weird ass grandpa, weird ass town. I think when they're pulling in, it's like, welcome to Santa Clara. And then on the back murder of it says murder capital, capital of the world. Right. Yes. And one thing that's really interesting about that is they filmed this in Santa Monica. And Santa Monica was known as the murder capital of the world at the time because oh. of a lot of uh, murders that had happened from the Sierra Killer there. So they were trying to shed that, that moniker. And so they wouldn't let them call the place Santa Monica. That's why it's called Santa, Santa Clara. Clarita. Mm, that's a different movie. movie. Yeah, Santa Clara. Santa Clara. Yeah, I was like, what? Zombies. My brain was like, that ain't right. Oh yeah, that is a zombie. Oh, movie. Zombie and they have show. missing posters oh. all over the Ding. place. Oh yeah. Um. So. I- oh no, they kept focusing on it and all the little storefronts and stuff. Like, I know. Missing, missing child. Oh, and then that the security guard's wife was putting up a poster of him. He's missing, and I'm oh, like, no, he got got. He got got. And it's not like there's a bunch of vampires. They're just getting eight. Right, they just hungry. hungry they just Tara. hungry, Tara. They got hungry a they Tara. got a powerful thirst, <laughs> and it needs to be sated. The thirst was real. The thirst was real, real. Okay. So, uh, when they're first getting moved into, I got to ask the question: Why in movies in the eighties did brothers always have to lift weights every chance they got? Like, remember in the Goonies? Oh my gosh, uh-huh. I was what I was thinking. Yes. branding the Goonies. It's like there's so many movies where the brothers constantly just lifting weights in their little gray short shorts and a headband. That's because what the, that's what the girls wanted to see back in the day. I guess so. But he had to get he had to practice his smolder. He did have a smolder. He had a smolder. Yeah, he was an attractive man back in the eighties. He was. Do you think he holds up still? Jason Patrick? Yeah. No. No, I mean, I seen when you watch the Lost Boys now, oh, do you yes. look at him and go, "You're a beautiful man"? Yeah, he's oh yeah. Beautiful. yeah, absolutely. I don't know. That perm turns me off. I I don't look at the perm. I look at his face. <laughs> his face is good. <laughs> It's a good face. Yeah, the long hair and mother. I I probably have much more of a thing for um, Corey Corey Haim, though. Oh yeah. I was like oh, now or then. Well, like watching it now, I remember how, like how much of a crush I had. I was like, <laughs> yeah. you're so dreamy oh, <laughs> and nerdy. I loved it. Oh, like when he walks into the the comic book shop for the first time. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't display this behind this and that behind this that. This hasn't happened yet. And I'm right. Just like, You're such a nerd. I know those Frog Brothers are <laughs> so extra. <laughs> Which I I love that that nerd off with Sam. Yeah. And uh, of course they're named Edgar and Allen. <laughs> for Edgar Allan Poe is crazy. Yeah. And one of, that's another interesting thing. Um, uh, the director wanted Corey Feldman. To like like 
butch and toughen up his his role a little bit. He made him watch like uh, Schwarzenegger and Stallone movies. Oh my! And that's gosh. why he that's why he talked like that. He's like, hey, I don't know what you think you're doing here. Yeah, it's because he was instructed to do that. And I it was like mini so Rambo over the top. He yes, was he mini was, Rambo. Yes, they were. Yeah. Before we get out to the to the comic book shop, though, we have the big party on the beach with. I think one of the big highlights of the movie, which is the fucking saxophone man. Yes, who is who is um, Tina Turner's saxophonist? Like, yes, from back in the eighties. Yeah, his name's That's Tim Capello. He's also completely covered in oil. Oh my god! <laughs> As he's jamming the fuck out of that saxophone, saxophone like the saxophone. He's like the saxophone is gonna be sexy. <laughs> Actually, I read a uh, comic that is a sequel to this. It's the Blood Bells. It's about uh, what happens after this, and I'll mention it again. But this is important because the saxophonist is a. A vampire hunter. The grandpa is part of some vampire hunter society in town. Oh my gosh. They end up getting ambushed and killed. And the fact saxophone guy, he he had applied to be in that vampire hunter society so many times, but they were all like, He creeps me out. So they never let him <laughs> in, but now he's the only one left. Oh and and that oil he's covered in is also is is blessed. It's anointing oil. So anytime yeah. a vampire touches him, they're like, My hands. Oh my gosh. It's that, fucking glorious. That is fantastic. The fucking 80s were gold. Yes. And you know, <laughs> these vampires paved the way for like Buffy and. Absolutely. Um, like Fright, and, Fright Night and stuff. Oh my like gosh, that. yeah. So, like they. Because it can be funny and scary. Right. And I love that about it. And Interview with the Vampire, I think they said. Um, and then I don't even want to talk about Twilight, but. <laughs> There's yep. a lot of glitter. Speaking of Buffy, Joss Whedon even said that the idea of, of a vampire looking good and then looking like a monster was something he got from the Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. So it, the, the whole idea of Angelus kind of came from the Lost Boys. And uh, he's even said that David was partially the inspiration for Spike. I can see yeah. that. Yeah, he yeah. said it was David plus Billy Idol plus every guy in a black coat. <laughs> and also this movie they talk about vamp out and Buffy borrowed that terminology it became associated with Buffy Mm -hmm. but it started on this movie Uh yeah so there's a strong Buffy connection and I love Buffy I love Buffy so much Mm -hmm. (laughs) Alan you're not a big Buffy I like Buffy I just wasn't as big the fan that you were I was more into the space shows than the vampire shows. Mm. Okay, then. Star Wars, Star Trek, all those little Did you things. like Firefly? I did love Firefly. Firefly. Who doesn't love Firefly? It was the best. I don't, Not I good don't, people. Yeah. Never, never should have been taken off the air. Right? What's wrong with you people? So at this party, I thought it was really weird, because there's all these people, but Michael is full-faced creep staring at that girl. <laughs> hey, I'm listening after you hey. with a smolder. <laughs> I practiced this earlier. Right, and she kept looking at him, and I'm like, I know that feeling when some fucking creep is just staring at you full face, (laughs) and you look at him, and you're like, oh god, he's not even looking away when I look at him. Right. I was like, that's not attractive. No, you don't have the 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 decency to stare out the corner of your eye. Right. Like, or if somebody catches you, just look away. Full face me. But if you're gonna full face somebody and keep staring, that's not okay. Listeners, here's a chance to learn something. Don't full face stare at somebody. It makes them feel creeped out. He didn't even smile. Like, no. Like, I'm sorry, you look like a predator. This was a thing, actually. So I'm transgender, and when I first transitioned, 
uh, the first few times I went out, I was so freaked out because dudes would stare at me. And I'm like, oh my God, they know. You know, and I was very concerned about that and concerned about my safety. And then a few of the girls I talked to were like, no, that's just how guys do. And I'm like, really? <laughs> They're checking you out and <laughs> They just leering. fucking stare at you, like stare. menacingly? Yeah, that's what they do. So I've gotten used to it now, unfortunately, because it is really common and really wrong. Yeah. Thanks for telling our listeners about it. Men are gross. Make them make change. <laughs> We're going to make a change for, for once in our, our life. life. Gonna quit them in staring. Gonna set them up with their wives. Oh. No. Okay, no. I was just going with it. I, w- I was gonna join in about the man in the mirror, but you ain't got there yet. I'm looking <laughs> at the man in the mirror. Oh, yeah. I'm asking him to stare that way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> no message could have been any clearer. Saint Declara. Saint Declara. Yes, back, back to the glamps. <laughs> so the glamps, of course, end up showing up at the end of this concert. And it's so weird because for a, the majority of this movie, all the vamps do is creep around, look weird, and smile at people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. And they're like, ha, 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 every chance they get. <laughs> it's so weird. They're just, they don't even have speaking lines. No. Did um did Bill S. Preston Vampire did he do this movie after or before Bill and Ted? Before. Before okay. Because yeah. <laughs> I just keep thinking. Uh, I was like, he doesn't need to speak. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> It'll ruin the illusion. Far out. Speaking of Bill S. Preston Vampire, you know that they there's word that they're making a Bill and Ted's Excellent yeah. Adventure Part three. three. And it's gonna be a time travel through history thing instead of a Going to the world of death. Excellent! Yeah, which yeah. they could have just cut that one out. Yeah, they could have. I cut off. <laughs> but this is going to be very, very good. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. I was a big fan of Bill and Ted. I know, you I did like a whole parody. One. Yeah, I did okay. a whole parody. In school, we had to do a um, our own movie, and it had to be 10 minutes long. But of course, me and my friends, <laughs> or my friends and I, we were overachievers in these areas, so we made a an hour-long movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was a parody and it was uh instead of a phone booth traveling through time we had an outhouse that had a flush noise every time when we traveled through time and it it was a hot damn mess it was hopkinsville kentucky it was but it was awesome didn't you go to your parent your your teacher's house yeah and we film did. It, which is real creepy it, was, it is real creepy on reflection yeah yeah i've got a note here i wish i'd said it earlier when you were talking about Corey heim but i'm gonna say it now he was the everyman in this for sure and I wanted to be Corey Haim at the time. Like, this is the dude. He's every dude. Because he's the one where nothing spectacular happens to him, and he just reacts like the audience would react throughout this whole movie. Yeah, that's yeah. true. You go into it thinking Michael's going to be that. But no. No. It's not Michael. Yeah. When, <laughs> when I was looking at the, um, the theater poster, I mean, it doesn't seem like the kids are actually the main they're yeah. the main characters. Yeah. Um, so you go into it like kind of a different movie if you're just going off like what the poster looks like. That's a good point. Because um, <laughs> if you're looking at it, you're like, oh, look at these teenagers. Are they, even, are they even in it? They're not even on it. So that's why on Instagram, I posted the other one that have the them mm-hmm. like kind of it's more of a drawing like um, but it was released in other areas. Cool. So strategic. Yeah. I did not know that. I was that. like, where are the hay? Where's, where's the Corys? 
and the Frog Brothers. Yeah. Rip it. <laughs> Dig them. They had no parental supervision either. No. <laughs> the, the Frog Brothers. No. No. Their parents, Where were their parents? But, they were at the comic store totally were high. They? I was going to yeah. say, what? that also seems very typical of the 80s. I don't remember 80s. that. Yeah, so, I yeah, think parents were a lot they, more relaxed with their kids they in the 80s. They show them in the yes. corner, like... With sunglasses on, just chilling, <laughs> like twice in the movie. Oh my god, I have missed that through repeated viewings. Yeah, so it's like, <laughs> well, they're not going to be of any help. No. <laughs> so, um, all right, let's go back to the movie. Yeah. So later we see that the the girl he was creeping on at the at the place is walking around with some Civil War child. <laughs> <laughs> and uh oh, uh oh, they're with the smiling bikers. I know, and for this can't be good. For some reason, they can just give her a look and tell her what to do. Yes, which I think is lame. It is lame. It's misogyny. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's some of that. It's some of that vintage '80s misogyny. I mean, she wanted to hang out with Michael, but no. And it was so weird because they're like they drive off, and of course they laugh because <laughs> that's all they do. <laughs> right. Yes. And then suddenly it's cut to the beach thug and his girlfriend, and she's laughing her ass off at a sad sack comic book. <laughs> like, one, that's not who you that date. That right. No. And he's really trying to screw, and she doesn't want anything to do with it. I've never seen somebody less interested in sex and so interested in a sad sack right. comic book. Right. So they stole those comic books out of the front of the comic book. Oh, that's right. The and they, they ran they off, show, and, and the Frog Brothers were like, you can't have... I never yeah. put that together yeah. either. And yeah, the same people. Them. Yeah. <laughs> And he's trying to screw. She's like, nah, I'm reading this. And then they get got. <laughs> they rip off. <laughs> yeah, you get that flapperty, flapperty, flapperty. Rip off the top of the car and then super dead. Super dead. Like, what do they do with the bodies? Oh, uh, I guess we know what they did with some of the bodies. What'd they do with them? They burned them at that beach party later on. Oh, that's right. Because yeah. they just ripped them apart. But I'm like, that's what, are disgusting. They what are they doing with all these bodies? Maybe they're burning them. I don't know. Oh, make them into husks. Maybe they bring them back to the, their cave too. We didn't get to see the whole cave. That's I bet true. there's just a bunch of bones. It could be full of bones, burnt ass bones, burnt Ew. ass bones. Gross. That is gross. Okay, so they get got. <laughs> so do we go back to the pier again? Yeah, we go back and it's just back and forth, back and forth. It is yeah. a lot of back and forth because now Michael is like, "Hey, what's up?" To the girl, we find out her name is Star, and uh, he starts flirting with her, and the biker guys are like, "Eh." <laughs> it's for the first time they don't laugh <laughs> come with us come with us Star. and suddenly bike montage <laughs> driving all over then there's that serious ass fog like right. what <laughs> it's like i am not gonna ride 80 miles per hour on my Hell bike no. through the desert in a cloud right no and of course then they come up to this cliff they're playing this game of chicken and it's like come on michael you'll only live once <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So stupid. So Michael ditches, Boys. and then he's like, I'm so mad. Let's fight. You almost killed us all. Uh, uh. Angst. And then David is like, chill. Let's go to the party cave. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Michael is so dumb. Right. Probably got someone that dank weed. Like, it turned out, it's almost a good thing they were vampires, because otherwise he'd have been human trafficked. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, oh, let's go with the strangers. Right. And he's just like Marty McFly. They're like, what's wrong, Michael? Chicken. <laughs> right. you say and he's like, I'll do anything. Do he's anything. so stupid. Yeah. Uh, and, and then he just left his brother. Yeah. You know, where it's they like, were supposed to be together. You'll be fine, even though we don't know anyone here and this is a dangerous <laughs> right. place and there's a million, okay. a million children. missing children. Right. You're a shit brother, Michael. 
what's the point of lifting them weights if you can't take care of your brother right well one thing that i like at the comic book store they keep trying to give him the horror comics like it's gonna save your life one day yeah and he's like and, i don't like horror comics. i don't like horror comics and i'm like aww he's, <laughs> he's not trying to be super super buff or masculine or no. whatever he's like i don't like those <laughs> so mom is wandering around the pier and happens into this little shop that has a uh uh, kind of a for hire sign. Yeah, and it's a, it's a classic video store, Max's Video. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Because she found that little boy outside. Uh, oh yeah, a little right. Civil War boy. That's no, right. No, it was a different, different little boy. Oh, it was a different boy. Yes. Uh, and his mom comes running up and is like, "Oh, I just turned my back for a minute." Huh? That's what happens. That's well, she she's. I was so worried, and I'm like, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're judging that mama. You're just like all these other parents that are non-existent in this movie. For real. But right. she goes in and she immediately kind of hits up the little conversation with Max. And he's and like, you look like you need a job. And she's like, oh, well, do I look that desperate? Because I am. And then, of course, all the, the Lost Boys come walking in one by one like they do So they can scene. smile. Hey, intimidate, touch something, walk on by. And Probably I think Max left. was like, I told you guys you're not welcome here. Yeah. Something like that, right? Yeah. And they're like, ha, 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 ha. And they leave. And then they leave. Mm-hmm. But I, I like how they enter and leave scenes like that. The exact same way every time. Like, they come in, they touch things, they, they smile have their heads creepily, bobbing and yeah, just and then they leave. Leave. You like that? What I think like it's funny. It? Oh, okay. I just well, thought it was fair. consistent and funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this is their this is their thing. Mm-hmm. So Michael ends up going to this cave with them all, and they're still fucking with him. They're like enjoying your maggots, and he looks down, and his rice looks like it's all maggots, and then there's worms instead of noodles. Maggots, Michael. You're eating maggots. How do they taste? They had a maggot wrangler on set, which is a real life job. I don't a want maggot that job. wrangler. Yeah, I don't, I don't want that job. They also like have uh, medical maggot wranglers where they have to raise the maggots in very sterile conditions. Uh, but this was like a movie maggot wrangler, so they didn't have to be sterile. But the thing is, maggots don't really move much. So what they did to get that shot of them squirming in there was they sprayed lemon juice on them. <gasps> I know, isn't that awful? Oh, it probably hurt them. Maggots were harmed in the filming of this movie. I know. So it made them squee, squee, squee. And uh, they got their shot, but oh. I never thought I'd feel bad for maggots. Wash them them off real quick. What about the worms? They were real squirrels. Yeah, I think think worms will squirm, though. Yeah, that's true. They wriggle. They wriggle. They wriggle and they rock. Gross. So gross. And then they're like, drink this blood, Michael. And he's like trying so hard not to be intimidated. I think he'd do anything. Mm-hmm. He's like, you don't intimidate me. I'll do this. Although seeing that liquid in that thing, I wouldn't have thought it was blood. It was too watery. Right. It, it looked watery. like water. Well, yeah, but Star's like, don't drink it, Michael. It's blood. And he's like, haha, they already tricked me twice. Right. Which I would have gotten the fuck out of there if I'm seeing maggots <laughs> That's and worms. I wouldn't have been fucking there. No. Right. <laughs> it's like, you have freaked me out enough because I know that what I just saw was a thing full of maggots. And now it's suddenly not. Right. Again, Michael is stupid. He's stupid. Stupid. And I gotta admit, this won't be intimidated, so I'll do anything. I have that problem sometimes. <laughs> when I was a teenager, you couldn't peer pressure me into doing anything. Like, you want to get on that roller coaster? No, I don't want to fucking to. Why? Are you are you chicken? <laughs> yeah, maybe I am chicken. I don't give a shit. Right? Like I was that kid. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> if somebody was like trying to intimidate me like show that they're better than me, I that's how I got peer pressured. I'm like, no, you can't intimidate me. Brooke would have taken like, the halo. Good choice, kid. Like yeah. I got, a, I got an unsafe situation. I'm glad it turned out fine. But like, there was this adult who uh, was like, 
I was helping with this play and he, he was like, hey, come with me to this front room or whatever. And I'm like, okay. So we get in there and he's like, uh, how, do you feel unsafe without your glasses? And I was like, no. And he's like, well, take them off. And I was like, you motherfucker, you're trying to intimidate me. Fuck you. You can't do anything like that. So I took my glasses off and then I was like, I do feel unsafe. <laughs> you know, but I'm like, I'm not going to show that. And like, then he was like asking me questions and I didn't want to be intimidated. So I'd answer them and they're things that I wouldn't normally have answered. And it's so crazy because we teach kids like, don't be peer pressured, but we don't teach them like, also don't let some asshole manipulate you into doing some shit that's dangerous. Right. <laughs> right. right? So that was really dangerous for me. Especially when they're older. Yeah. I think that person was older. Uh, it, definitely. It was an older person. Yeah. yeah. So I was probably right. 16 and he was probably in his thirties. Gross. Yeah, it was a bad situation. I'm glad that it didn't escalate. I'm lucky that it didn't escalate. Yeah. So, yeah. There's a tip from Streaming Unicorn Podcast. People are tricksy. People are tricksy. They know how to groom. and It's really scary how how prominent that is in the country, in the world. It really is. Well, this this is depressing. (laughs) But then he drinks the blood. He drinks the blood. Yeah, he drinks the blood and... just somehow then suddenly they end up hanging under a bridge the train bridge the train yeah. bridge right which we're gonna do something cool they're, they're fun. Like, <laughs> they're like come down here michael and i'm like and he's like okay again he's an idiot he yes. like, no. he's peer pressured so bad in this movie and if he didn't drink that blood he would have been dead because when the train <laughs> came over they all like one by one, one drop, they start dropping, and he's like, oh, shit, and, and they drop into the thickest fog in life. Right, and then he tries to climb back up, but he's too weak from hanging there, and he falls. Yep. And he falls forever. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Look, yeah, he dreamily floats. Yes. And lands in his bed for reasons. Thou shall not fall, except in the scene. And then you land in bed for reasons. Yeah. And it's two o'clock in the afternoon, and he's like, give me my sunglasses. <laughs> right and he's Mom's like calling. i'm really thirsty so he goes to drink milk and it's like he's suddenly lactose intolerant he's like Barf. he's like no dairy no dairy <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, i loved sam singing in the tub yes he's sam's taking a little bubble bath <laughs> and he's just singing and singing in the tub and i thought michael gonna eat him mm-hmm. this is not good michael's hungry he, he can't hungry. drink that milk he's gonna drink sam got sam and so he's i like that he makes his little his hair that little spike oh my god i yeah. used to do when that. he's in the tub yeah, yeah. In the tub. everybody did yeah. that yeah I, I, I still do that mine can get pretty <laughs> mine could get pretty pretty high when i was a little kid when i'm using whenever i'm using conditioner i always do something interesting with my hair <laughs> curls <laughs> curls you pile it up on your head like a turban you make a mohawk you just give yourself spike hairs ponytails, all kinds of stuff. Am I the only one who does that? No. At your age now, probably. That's bullshit. It's fun. Mm, I ain't got time. Like, yeah, my, my showers rushing. are pretty quick. Yeah, but you gotta leave the conditioner on for a while for it to do its thing. Well, that's when I'm soaping my body. Yeah, we got a method. Dang. Fist bump me. You guys are in a rush to get out of that shower. I like to spend some time. Well, I gotta go to Nobody work. Nobody can fucking bother you in the I shower. Say, I stumble out of bed, into the shower, get the fuck out, brush my teeth, Get, get dressed. dressed and go. Go to work. Yep. That, that's pretty much it. My process is much slower than that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're probably like also you, not you, on time a lot. You haven't given yourself any time to make funny faces in the mirror in this scenario, Alan. That's an important part of waking up. I make faces while I'm putting contacts in my eye. <laughs> the best part like, of yeah, I'm Billy Barty. <laughs> that's so visual. Yeah, that's what I do. That's what I do. 
<laughs> so Michael goes for Sam, like he is going to eat him. And then Nanook comes up and is like, arr, 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 bites his hand. And Michael has like a really bloody hand for three seconds for mm-hmm. some reason. <laughs> and then he's fine. And that's well, when we they see, realize. Well, we see it heal up the next day. Oh, he's a vampire. He's healing. They, they don't show it heal. They show he has the well, bandage wrapped around. Right. And it's all oh, bloody. And then he right. takes it off. And it's. That's right. That's when they notice that he has no reflection. And I think Sam has the best reaction of anybody in any vampire movie ever. He's not like, Run. we're brothers and let's work this out together. Flee. He flees. He's like, my own brother, a soul-sucking vampire. My own brother, a goddamn shit-sucking vampire. Oh, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. <laughs> right. He's like so disappointed in him. Like, how could you do this? You're my brother. Well, now I'm going to read these horror comics. And I, yeah, and I think he puts his hand up like yeah. across. Oh, he does, cross. like across. <laughs> Stay away, Michael. Stay away. Which I thought was hilarious. Like, that ain't gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, and he goes to read those horror comics, and this is one of my many favorite parts of the Frogbusters. Mm-hmm. Frogbusters? Frogbusters! <laughs> Who are you gonna call? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> They're like, does he have bad breath? Yeah. Does he wear sunglasses? Yeah. He's a vampire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should kill him. <laughs> you should kill him. What? If you what? kill your brother, you'll feel better. Kill your brother, you'll feel better. Right. And he's like, I can't kill him, he's my brother. And they, they said better get yourself a garlic t-shirt buddy or it's your funeral right. <laughs> they're so fucking extra uh, but i love it that, that was like it's just they're ridiculous <laughs> oh and i was gonna say here's here's a gay thing that i thought about in this movie yes tell us your gay thing so they're like showing him he's like decorated this room and there's this big old poster of some male guy, yeah. a male singer. Um, I forget who it was. Or it, was it wasn't it, a singer. It was... Um, um, it was an actor. Um, <sighs> it's bare-chested. And, with like... It's, oh, yeah, it's, it's like was, Rob Lowe or something. Yeah, it was Rob Lowe. It Rob, was Lowe. Rob Lowe? Yeah, it was Rob Lowe. I thought the same thing. I was, I was like, like, what is that poster in his room? Is he... Is he a little queer? Is he a little queer? I think there's a lot of people at the time like had wham posters and stuff like of George Michael that were did, wouldn't say that they were. Yeah, gay. but this was Rob Lowe's this was, abs, right? This was like Rob bare. Lowe looked hot in this poster. I get that, I do, but it was also the '80s. So that that was a queer moment for me. That was definitely a queer moment. <laughs> so. I did have the same thought, Alan. I was like, huh? Hmm. I wonder. Hmm. He does dress like Dorothy's Bornack. <laughs> That's true. Maybe he, <laughs> he could be a friend of Dorothy. He was maybe he was the born of the metrosexuals. Remember oh, that term in the nineties? Yeah, but I, I don't think metrosexuals have pictures of Roblo's abs on their walls. Yeah. I think they just dress nice. Dudes do weird things. I don't. You know. are really again. You are denying <laughs> that this is even possible. It's possible. Sure, it's possible. Mm-hmm. Anything is possible. You're a denier. I'm not a denier. Still, isn't, isn't she denying, Alan? Well, she is at the moment. No. I thought we were on the same we are wavelength on the same, here. We're on the same. I did have that fleeting thought, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm not going to question anyone's sexuality, whether it's straight or not straight. Oh, I didn't question. Well, no, you I, don't I just, question. I'm you just can, suspicious. You can have suspicions. You can you can postulate. You can postulate. But is that really fair to do to somebody? In a movie, yeah. Okay. To a human on the street, probably not. <laughs> okay, I hear you. <laughs> Let's make them all gay. Oh, shut up. Everyone's gay. So in case you weren't sure if Michael was a vampire for real or not, he wakes up on the ceiling. Mm. All I could think of was, <laughs> oh, what a feeling <laughs> when you're vamping on, on the, the ceiling. ceiling. <laughs> we need to start ringing the bell every time we sing a song. <laughs> Ooh, we're adding new rules. New rules to I the bell. I can't even reach the bell anymore, so it doesn't matter. Right, and this is where Alan was talking about, you can reach this damn bell. I can't. Hit, the, hit I, the bell. No, 
uh, with the way my setup is over here, I can't reach the bell. You maneuver around it, girl. There you go. <laughs> you got a fucking bell. Oh my god. We'll call you Ma Bell from now on. What? <laughs> okay, let's Ma talk about bell. him. He's on the ceiling. And this is when Alan was talking about he was kind of dangling outside of of the window and Sam's on the phone mom mom he's a vampire he's gonna kill gonna me. Eat me and she's like what the fuck because she's on a date right she's on a date with um video store max, max. and yeah. did you notice that phone looks like the bat phone i did from notice the original. it's like a, one of those red phones it's like the whole thing is red if anybody in this movie would have a red phone it would be sam <laughs> <laughs> he's That's such true. a dork yeah. And Michael is like, no, it's chill. We're bros. We're bros. And then mom gets Help home. Help me, Michael. And she experiences what every mother has experienced. Your fucking kids ruined a nice thing, and you're like, there's nothing wrong? I'll murder you. Right. I will murder you. There's something wrong <laughs> You better be a vampire, because you're going to have to be undead to survive this. <laughs> right? <laughs> She's like, this is why I can't have nice things. And you just right? left spilled milk on the floor. Right. She don't even know he's vampire lactose intolerant. Mm. (laughs) You need to get some almond milk. Something. Something that doesn't curdle and smell. One time, (laughs) the Uh son accidentally spilled a whole bunch of milk into the drawers, and we didn't find it until weeks later. When we could smell it. (laughs) When we could smell it, and it all pulled in the bottom drawer. (laughs) Ew, and it was thick. Sar. It was nasty. And and you know, no one else did it. I don't know what happened. I gotta admit, Mm. though, this is my child, and he gets it honestly. Because when I was little, I had a cup of milk in the living room, even though I wasn't supposed to, when I was home alone. <laughs> and I spilled it, and I was like, oh no. So I got something, and in my kid brain, I cleaned it up real good. But in a couple of days, it was smelling <laughs> real bad, and my mom was so mad. She's like, oh, okay. The rule became no drinks at all in the living room. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Oops. Milk's just one of those nasty, dangerous things. It'll, my- it'll tell on you. <laughs> Spoils. Milk will st- milk's a snitch. <laughs> <laughs> milk will snitches get stitches. Milk. <laughs> Somebody needs to tell them. Mm-hmm. So, next for almost no reason at all, Michael decides to have a slow motion sex scene with what's her name? Star. Star. Yeah, and it looks like a Billy Idol video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God! Yes, it does. <laughs> it does. I didn't even think There's about that. all this lace. They're in the cave. She's like, "I'm a vampire." <sighs> And the whole deal was like she was supposed he was supposed to be hers. Like you drink the blood and then you're a proto vampire. Mm-hmm. And then you kill somebody and you're full ass vampire. Full-ass vampire. And she was supposed to blood. kill Mac Michael, but she conveniently fell in love with him. So now they've just decided they're gonna bang instead. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say her outfits are really, really pretty. They and are. She I, was gorgeous. I would like to wear all of her outfits now. In twenty eighteen. All right, do it. Dead. Live your best life. <laughs> Ain't nobody stopping you but Be you. Fashion forward. <laughs> fashion, fashion backwards. Why not? It comes back. It come again. It looks very pagany. <laughs> it comes again. I, on I your this head. had this had one of the strangest metaphors for orgasm ever too because they, they're doing it in the lace and all of a sudden they're flying through the clouds <laughs> and it's like is this real or is this an orgasm? What's happening? <laughs> We're not sure until bum 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 the vampires show up smiling and laughing like they always do and it's like oh I guess we shouldn't have fucked in the vampire cave that was the dumbest place to do that it really right. was they're idiots why didn't they go find some thick fog somewhere <laughs> some thick ass fog to screw some, some privacy some privacy fog let's just spray privacy. some of that privacy fog and she's like sure it comes out of her ass <laughs> 
She laid down a smoke screen. Ew. That's her vampire skill. Oh my gosh. That's extra queef. <laughs> oh my God. No, I can't. I can't smoke from there right now. You tamped it all down. <laughs> like a pipe. <laughs> Gross. Oh my God. Michael gets home. He must have smelled like sex because I thought it was awesome that his grandfather's so sex positive. He's like, Michael's not the only one who got lucky. He was like, kill it, Grandpa. Grandpa was dating the widow, what's-her-face. The widow, what's-her-face. Yeah. They had a real thing going. Yeah. Grandpa getting lucky. I mean, he he talked about the lady that he was dating, but he called her, like, the widow oh. Smith or the widow. The widow, what's-her-face. What's her, yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> Whatever her last, her na- last but name But I'm was. good for any kind of sex positivity, oh especially in an 80s movie, because there wasn't a lot of that. No? No. Pretty much if you had sex, you would have a baby or die. Because <laughs> you were going to get AIDS. Your whole life That's got ruined. Grandpa wouldn't. No. I feel like Grandpa's having some safe sex. I don't know that, but I feel like <sighs> it. I feel like it. Well, he can't get what's-her-face pregnant, so he probably wouldn't have a How safe sex. How do you sex. know that? I'm assuming she's old. That's why. Dang. <laughs> Your ageism she's rears named, its ugly she's head. She's named the widow what's-her-face. The that widow menopause. Her name is the she widow menopause. He's like 70, and no. Look at your ageism. No, I am just using <laughs> 1987 sure. movie for a yeah. time that Grandpa is not hitting it young. I think this is an important lesson of admitting when we're wrong. Mm. <laughs> Everybody is old and gay in this movie, apparently. <laughs> young and gay, my bad. Can't assume anyone's old. That's wrong. So mom goes to apologize to her boyfriend. And... Are they really a boyfriend? They barely. Well, mom goes to apologize for who they've set up to be her boyfriend. Yeah, they couldn't. She left the date because Mm -hmm. she thought Michael was a vampire killing Sam. (laughs) Right. So weird. And she goes to apologize, and the dude's dog is trying to cujo the fence. He's like, (laughs) (laughs) he's chewing on it like it's a potato. Yes. Thorn tried to get her. That dog lost his damn mind. I know. It was scary. I I was scared. And it's awesome because there's all these. Hence that maybe he's the head vampire. Yes. Right? Right. And I mean, he's the only other character in this movie, so who else could it be? Because right. they said, <laughs> right. the hell, the hounds of hell, like, keep them Protect safe them. while they sleep. Right. <laughs> from the comic book. And C- little Cujo was trying to be a hound from hell. It was he, crazy. He did remind me of Cujo. I was, I was kind of scared. I want to know what they were, like, holding on the other side of that gate for that dog to want it. Peanut butter? That bad. <laughs> Peanut butter. <laughs> Just, I don't know. It's like... Like, they had a, a poodle on the other side, and they were fanning its fanny at its face. Ooh, you oh. nasty. And it was like, I want that. A hot dog. A hot dog dipped in peanut butter. Mmm. You know you want those. A hot dog dipped in peanut butter. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> that sounds like Kesha in her first video. <laughs> She'd look a little. She looked like a hot dog dipped in peanut butter back then. <laughs> now she's like a with hot some, dog goddess. With some glitter on her. Yeah, she, in her latest, she's like a hot dog goddess. Though she's like she she emerged from the hot dog water, changed. Oh my god, that's gross! Oh, like I don't even know where to go. So everybody's so convinced that Max is the vampire leader that they're going to perform the tests, <laughs> and he comes over for dinner, and dun dun dun, he won't come in unless he's invited. But no, no. you're the man of the house, Michael. Why don't you invite me? Okay, come on in. And then they're like, oh god, there's extra garlic. What's wrong? Don't you like garlic? And he's like, well, this is a lot. 
<laughs> right. And I'm like, hey. Well, they offered it as Parmesan cheese, though. That's true. Yeah. I'm like, really? You wouldn't but, be able to tell before you dumped a pile of it on your food? I was also like, somebody who doesn't like garlic that much isn't somebody you should date. No, that's true. Because <laughs> if I'm going to get hot breath later, it's right. because I'm hot breathing you too. I can't be the only one that if a recipe calls for two cloves of garlic, I'm like, do they mean two heads of garlic? Because I think they do. Because I think mm. at least seven more. At least six head. Like, at least six cloves. Right. <laughs> like, I've well, always wondered, are you supposed to be able to taste two? Or are you supposed to be able to taste way more? Like, is two enough, really? No. I've never, never felt like two was enough. That's like an essence of garlic. Yeah. Right. We're That's the white people version of garlic in your food. Like, no thanks. Like, I want to be immune to vampire bites. Right. If I'm putting garlic in something, we're all going to know it. And what? And mosquitoes. <laughs> what? They don't like if garlic. You, they don't like garlic. Really? It, like, kind of comes out your pores if you eat a lot of it, mm-hmm. and then they leave you alone. That's interesting. They still eat my feet, though, so it's not working. You need to rub <laughs> garlic on your feet. I guess. Yeah, you're supposed to sleep with onion on your feet. We'll it call you old garlic toes. Yeah, that's real sexy. Real sexy. Just wear some <laughs> socks with some garlic cloves stuffed in them when that's, you sleep. That breaks two rules. One, no food in a bed. Two... <laughs> No socks. Why, you got to get them foot gases out? Uh, I got it. One's got to be out from under the covers. I don't wear socks when I sleep either. And I always joke with my girlfriend, like, no, the foot gases will get trapped and it'll make me sick. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I could ever sleep with socks on. No, I got to be My girlfriend does. My girlfriend sleeps with socks. She's a sock sleeper. She's not free. She's a sock sleeper. Ooh, how does she not get hot? Are you really going to say my black girlfriend is not free? Dang, no, <laughs> that is Dang. not what I meant. Dang, oh Anna, ageism, and now Anna, this. Anna, you know that's not what I meant. <laughs> no, damn. I just want you to be free of socks. Oh my gosh, she's maybe no. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say maybe she's a house elf, but no. That if she has a sock, she's free. So oh you're really running with this. <laughs> I know it's bad. <laughs> you just well, let's move on. Is there anything else you'd like to say uh, to spiral down the toilet? <laughs> no, I love you, Anna. Please do. <laughs> Take those socks off. So pretty much, Max passes all the damn tests, right? <laughs> they cut the lights out and everything. Yeah, they cut the lights out like he would glow. That's radioactive people, mirror. not vampires. And turn the lights on, the mirror was in his face. Right. I'd be like, well, it's been nice, but we are not going to date. Right. <laughs> no, that would have been it. Your children are crazy. Your children and their weird-ass friends that she's never met before. And he has to know who the Frog Brothers are. Right. Everybody right. in that town has to know. Mm. I do think it's funny, though, that he's, like, dispelling all these myths and rumors. And mm-hmm. It's like, where do we so, go from here? The thing was, so, clearly, it's so not him. Come, he's not the head vampire. So how come his reflection doesn't get seen or you know michael's his reflection was fucked up turns out later so right now the movie's trying to get you to understand that he's not the head vampire right. but uh, he is turns out he says uh well when you invite somebody into your house then you stuff, you're yeah. powerless all these things don't work anymore ha 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 convenient <laughs> mm, okay super convenient he right. was the nerdiest head vampire in life he really was he was like the librarian he was the giles of head giles, vampires yes mm. <laughs> So Michael, continuing to show that he's an idiot, goes to uh, a big beach party with the laughing gang, (laughs) and they vamp the fuck out. Right. Looks super scary. And then they burn half the food. (laughs) It was so weird. They vamp out, they start eating people, and they're just ripping things off and throwing it in the fire. And I'm like, that's full of blood. Don't do that. 
Maybe they're sucking it all out real quick and then throwing the husk in. Ew. Maybe. It's like a, a Capri Sun. But they were r- ripping off limbs and stuff. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, so Michael's pretty traumatized. Everybody's concerned. They At this point, they don't know who the head vampire is. The... Clearly, there's this danger that Michael can't stop being around for unknown reasons. And we're about to take some action, but we're only going to take that action after After this break. break. Guys, we know you missed it, so it's a blast break from the past. Streaming Unicorn Podcast is sponsored by the best sponsor around. Say it with me, y'all. You! The podcast is a labor of love for us. And if you like what you hear, and we know you do, and you want to give something back, and we know you do... All we ask is that you get involved. Send all your reviews, suggestions, and lots of love to comments at streamingunicornpodcast.com. Check us out on Facebook. Hit that brigade page. <laughs> Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube for oh. bonus content. And we'll leak you to all those things through our website at streamingunicornpodcast.com. Most importantly, join the growing ranks of the fans of the show. Simply spread the word about this podcast. Join the movie discussion group at facebook.com slash groups slash Unicorn Brigade. Share it with your friends and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on Stitcher, TuneIn, and iTunes. This all helps us to bring others into the fold of moving, living queers. So thank you. Thank you. you. Okay, so the Frog Brothers are really excited to go after some vamps. And they gear up and they head out to the caves. And I'll be damned if those motherfuckers aren't hanging from the ceilings like <laughs> real vamps. And I fucking kind of loved that. Mm-hmm. That they were like bats? Yeah, like just hanging, up hanging upside down. down from the ceiling. Yeah. Well, can I also say, I love their vampire look. Like, I do too. When they vamp out, they are scary. Scary as fuck. Yeah. They're they're relatable as a human, but disfigured enough to be scary as a vampire. Yeah. They're so. definitely monstrous. Yeah. You can, that's what the people have been seeing when they look at the camera when it's up in the crane mm-hmm. shots and the people are flying in. And that would be so terrifying. That would be terrifying. It's like, it'd be scary for a human to be flying at you, but that mess, mm. forget about it. Mm. And oh my God, it showed their nasty ass feet. <laughs> I was right. like, really? How do they wear boots? <laughs> so crazy. This is crazy. Maybe, maybe they have regular feet when they're human formed. Like a, oh, maybe. Like a vampire mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> so the dudes, vampaid. they end up staking Bill S. Preston Vampire. I'm Bill S. Preston, Esquire. And that was so scary. Uh, I can still vividly recall that from my childhood. Right. Because uh, yes. he's like, he, he opens his eyes and he starts screaming and his blood is just gushing out of him. Right. That glittery purple glittery, goo. Glittery purple goo. Yeah, glittery blood. Uh, that's one of the things that Corey Haim said about the movie is that the, there was always glitter in the blood. And that it was uh, thicker and darker than than blood he's worked he's had in other movies he was in. Huh. Gross. But the fact that he's like just screaming and yelling and and right in your face, no less. Right. I mean, that's just terrifying. Oh. It is. It is terrifying. Yeah, and they freak the fuck out. Right. Like I think this is really cool. This is one thing I like about the Frog Brothers. They're really tough and they really mean it. Like they're in there trying to kill some vampires, but I, they've never done this before. <laughs> and so they freak the fuck out. Right. <laughs> they lose their minds and try to get out of there. And then all the other vampires wake up and they're like, ah, oh, you're going to die. Uh, uh, and then, oh gosh, it grabs his foot, yeah, which you know right. is the scariest thing ever. I, know, I hate it, hate mm-hmm. it, hate it in and scary every, movies. Every movie. When that, somebody's trying uh, to get through a window or into a dumbwaiter or wherever the fuck they're trying to get to and right. something's scrabbly, scrabbly, scrabbling at their foot. Oh, it scares me to death. And uh, in this one, David grabbed his foot. Yeah. Luckily, he got drug into the sunlight. And this was so beautiful because he brings it back and he's like, <sighs> and a tear falls right out of his eye. Oh, yeah. 
I know. And so was he sad because of the burn, or was he sad because Bill S. Preston Vampire got killed? Oh, that's a good question. I was leaning towards burnt. He's burnt. Like it hurt. There's actually a story for why that tear happened that wasn't written that way. But back then, contact lenses hadn't been invented yet. So they didn't just, like, now you'd just order up a bunch of vampire contacts from some supply house and they'd bring them. Back then they had to make these giant glass ones that had to go beyond your lid. Yeah. Ah. So they were whole eye contacts and they were thick glass. They were extremely uncomfortable. So when they had those vampire things in, he had a moment there where it was just bothering him and his eye naturally teared. And it worked for the scene, so they kept it in. Oh, that's cool. Interesting. Yeah, Yeah. I, I thought that was so cool. Yeah. Ugh. Alan, do you want to talk about contact lenses? No. <laughs> <laughs> While that they were hanging from the ceiling about your gay moment that you were talking about earlier. The circle jerk. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Is this Alan's what if? That was a what if. Okay, I mean, so what here's if? Alan's what, what if. if. I believe in miracles. Here it comes. Your sexy what if. What if all these guys are very familial, like as they were one by one recruited by David, David, Cody, (laughs) (laughs) yes, Cody slash David, he, um, I don't know, I felt like he might have had feelings for all of them at some point. Yeah, there was a lot of familial. Yeah, they did have a whole lot of, familial's a word for it, they were, they clearly were a bonded group in some way. Mm Mm-hmm. And nothing bonds people together like a circle sex. jerk. <laughs> nothing bonds people together like a circle jerk. Is that what you said? That's what I said. With their nasty claw feet. Right. <laughs> Maybe that's why everything was glittery too. Well, I mean, because they're actually gay vampires. Well, it wasn't bat guano on the floor after all. Ew, nasty. Why are you so nasty today? What? You, you wanted a what if. You've been dying for me to do a gross what if. <laughs> That's, That's true. true. <laughs> <laughs> Your what ifs have classically been nasty, and you've been really, really kind to the audience. So, yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah. What if? You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> so, I don't know why I was saying you're welcome. <laughs> Go on. So, after their success killing Bill S. Preston Vampire... They are really ready for this because they know the vamps are going to come for them now. So they're they're trying to fortify. Oh, but they uh, they also had to steal Star and the Star kid and, the, and yeah. Michael. Oh, that's right. They ran out of there with Star Kid and the Michael because they were all weak. And um, Sam drove off, and I was like, "Get out of my dreams! <laughs> Get into my car!" Ding. Is that from License to Drive? <laughs> yeah, it is. Okay. I love that movie so much. <laughs> So as they're fortifying, it's great. My favorite scene of them getting ready is when the Frog Brothers go into that church while the wedding's going on, yes. and they fill up their fucking canteens oh, full of holy water. water. Yes. Like, <laughs> and everybody's just looking at them like, really? They're in the middle of a baptism. <laughs> oh, it was a baptism? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the ladies holding the baby in the background, and they're just like, glub, 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 glub. Don't mind us. And so they ended up somehow filling their canteens with a whole bathtub full of holy water. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, does it work like this? Is it... Does it spread the blessing? Can you run a bathtub? I think they ran a bathtub. Yeah, you run a and bathtub and you pour, pour the water in yeah. and now it's all holy water? I I feel like the blessing can spread. And they threw all that crushed garlic in there. Yeah. And I thought it was hilarious because they put it in water guns and the kind of water guns you get in the 80s, which are <laughs> shitty. And they're oh, like, yeah. let's test it. And they squirt it and it just squirts off to the left. <laughs> and I'm yes. like, your test failed. Right. The little, the little green Uzi. 
<laughs> Water gun. <laughs> there were no super soakers back then. No, but that would have been awesome. It would have been. God, so pretty much just like, ah, mild burns as you ti- spray the tiny stream at me. Right. You're going to have to get them right in the eyeball or something. Right, right. in the crease of their lip. <laughs> something. In their they ear should, holes. They in their got, ear holes. You should have got like the 409 or the Windex with that got that stream <coughs> thing. I mean, I would have done this a different way. Yeah. Do you, I know you have a zombie preparedness plan. Do you have a vampire preparedness plan? I don't, but I think I should work on one. I do too, because what if vampires happen? You're fucked. Mm. But it'd probably be like the strain, and then we're fucked anyways. Oh, yeah, we're real fucked if it's <sighs> the strain with their nasty kind of <sighs> mouth, tongue thing. mouth. Oh, God, that's so creeping. Mm. That was a good show. Guillermo. One thing I really like about this, too, is the Frog Brothers uh, are, are trying to prepare everybody because, you know, as they just showed, they're super, they're, they super know what's going on, but they, they, they talk about how vampires die in different ways. And they're like, some of them yell and scream, which is funny because that's what Bill did. And some go quietly, which is what David ends up doing. Some explode. <laughs> uh, holy water dude ends up... E- melting away. E- melting away and exploding in the pipes. Yeah. And then oh. some implode, which is kind of the guy at the stereo. Like, this is a what they say. That somebody somebody in the movie dies each of these each ways. ways. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. so I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, I did read that... Um, David, his body didn't disappear like the rest of them because they were gearing him up to be in a sequel. Yeah, that is absolutely true. In fact, in the comics that I read, David survives mm. because he was staked with antlers, which aren't wood, mm-hmm. and wasn't in his heart, uh-huh. and he was just oh. chilling. Uh, in the in the comic book, they they come back, but there was originally a sequel planned for this. It was supposed right. to be the Lost Girls. The story is that there's these uh, old vampires underneath. The uh, in, in this water underneath the uh, the the vampire cave, and the vampire cave was this hotel that had sunk in an, in an mm-hmm. earthquake. Mm-hmm. So underneath that is these old vampires, and these vampire women wanted to get rid of the boys and Max. Uh, so they brought in Star to actually help them do that and kind of infiltrate from within. Oh. Ends up killing them, and then the girls can step in, and they end up using um, David as like one of their pawns. So yeah, the. It, Anybody into comics, you should read it. It's it's really interesting. Cool. I kind of want to. Yeah. And it's got the saxophone guy. And the saxophone guy. <laughs> Thanks, Tina Turner. <laughs> so the vampires show up, and one of the best deaths in the movie, in my opinion, was the vampires coming after the Frog Brothers, mm-hmm. and he's going to get them. And suddenly, Nanook... The dog gets clearly thrown at the vampire (laughs) from about neck height. (laughs) This dog, either the dog can fly or it got thrown the fuck on this vampire. Knocks him into the whole tub full of holy water. Yeah. And then that motherfucker comes out of there like Stripe in the Gremlins. Yes, that's oh, exactly that's what, what I was thinking. <laughs> I looking like a Gremlin. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Glub, glub. Glub, glub. Gizmo. Caca. He's splashing around, making a damn mess. Mom's going to be pissed later. Water all over the floor. <laughs> right. Just mm. pipes bursting. Oh, my God. That's a mess. It was, it was a right. real mess. They blew up the kitchen because of all that pipe mess. I know. There's liquid vampire pouring out of every drain. <laughs> I know. I'm like, there wasn't even that much in him. And it's everywhere. <laughs> it's everywhere. It's like the holy water in the bathtub. It just it's, spreads. It spreads. And I think it's hilarious because one of the one of the most poison looking ones 
from the band Poison <laughs> with his hair the T's the most. He's mm-hmm. flying in there and they're like with their little bow and arrow set and they're like fling and he says you miss sucker. <laughs> <laughs> Was that his only line in the movie? I think it I must think have I been. Did. Then they get him and he hits that stereo and in, in the 80s every time somebody hits something electric it's like the most spark, crazy sparking your fully electrified thing ever. Like you you shot a wooden stake into a stereo and the whole like electrical grid coursed through this vampire. <laughs> Which is just classic 80s. I mean That is classic 80s. Oh no, I, mean. I got thrown into a closed uh, junction box. <laughs> You're just fucked. <laughs> Go bigger, go home. Then I loved, this is like one of the best part of the whole movie. Uh, it's all my favorite things. The little kid ends up vamping out uh, while the Frog Brothers are bro-stroking each other. They're like, good job, bro. Yeah, you did a good job. And then the little kid's like, me. And they're like, shit. <laughs> it's Eddie Munster. <laughs> it's Eddie Munster. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Even that little kid was scary. Yeah, And they're like, kill it. <laughs> and she's and like, I, and Star comes in. No, he's just a little boy. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, she's you're looking like that. <laughs> Which she never vamped out. Never in this no, whole she thing. Never did. She did. Mm-hmm. Never vamped out. She did fly up to a window though at one point. Oh yeah, yeah. she did. Because yeah, he was like, are you one of them too? And she's like, oh, I guess you are. What do you think, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm thinking we missed an opportunity here. I guess because she was just supposed to be the pretty face. Yeah, she, yeah. Mm, sad. Well, maybe it was in her contract. I don't know. I ain't putting that shit makeup on. Fuck y'all. I certainly am not wearing one of those gigantic contacts. <laughs> then, uh, in like one of the best clashes ever, uh, vampire clashes ever, Michael David and, and Michael. David are fighting in the sky, and they're just like, <laughs> like cats. <laughs> and they're spinning around each other. It was pretty amazing. It's not in the sky. It was inside well, of the house. In the air. In the ceiling. Near the ceiling. Just be yeah. a joy kill. I'm just saying, people are probably are listening to this, and they're like, "Whoa!" Everybody's seen the Lost they're, Boys. They're outside. Everybody's seen Don't the Lost Boys. Don't make that assumption. We might bring people oh, in the fold. On. We're bringing people in. You're also a Lost Boys denier. You just deny everything. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like her heart's broken. <laughs> Not denying the Lost Boys. So David ends up getting killed by the by push, being pushed into the million antlers that Grandpa has, which aren't wood. <laughs> Thanks, Grandpa. <laughs> and then. Sunlight magically appears somehow. And it's like, ah, thou shalt not kill. It's like, cha-chum. Where did that light come from? Well, it was suddenly daytime. But it wasn't. It was still dark outside. And then the light faded. It was it like a light came up on David. Maybe and then the light faded. Maybe. It was just like his soul leaving his, his body glamp, or something. His he was glampness. He finally got to glamp onto heaven. I don't I know. Guess. But then they're like, everyone's still a vampire. Vampire's not, David's not the head. And that's when Max the Nerd shows up. Dun, He's dun, the head dun. vampire. And so this is where the Peter Pan reference is because he tells the mom, because she shows up at home or with him, right? Because mm-hmm. they were supposed to be on a date. Um, but he tells her that she was supposed to be the mother to the boys. Which is basically what, oh, yeah, you know, what, what they, d- they got Wendy to do. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. So, that was another reference. Mm. Okay. Yeah, and that's why he was wooing the mom. Yeah, because the, boy, the boys are too unruly and needed a mother's touch. So she could read them stories. So he was trying to get Michael and Sam into the gang. Yep. Sam was just not having it. And then Max vamped out in that suit and he looked so weird. And he looked just weird. It wasn't even scary. It was just weird. No. He was, 
And it's weird because it reminded me of something from, like, it reminded me of one of the aliens from Star Wars. It, like, I don't know, just the way his eyes were and the shadow and the wrinkly face, it just Creepy. reminded me of something from Creepy. Star Wars. Mm. And then, thank goodness, Grandpa, for some reason, knows, even though there's no indication of this on the outside, he knows he should just run his car into the building. <laughs> like, right. doo, 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 doo. there's no cell phones. P- he just had a premonition or something? Well, Why did he do that? Well, they sent him uh, away on a date that he didn't have. So I'm thinking he got there and she's like, what? What are you doing here? And he was like, something must be wrong. So I better drive my car well, into the house. Well, maybe he could hear <laughs> all the stuff happening on the inside. But he remember he was putting those stakes, those sharp stakes in the front yard. And that's what he drove through, which drove it into the house. So you want to justify grandpa driving his car into the building, but... You don't want to make assumptions that anybody might be queer because they have Rob Lowe's abs on their wall. That's what you're saying. Hmm. You're like, it makes perfect sense that Grandpa drove his car into the house for reasons. All right. I'm well, just glad I know this about up, you. Maybe he snuck up first and got like, back in the car. Like and he drove knew first. some and shit was going down. Luckily, he knows to hit the the house at just the right way so that a wooden <laughs> shard stakes the head <laughs> vampire. vampire. It's Deuce X Grappina. <laughs> oh my god Grampana Grampana Well I'm sorry I'm a It's Grampus I'm Grandpa sorry. ex machina Sorry that I'm a denier Of the Roblo abs And I'm sorry <laughs> that you're a denier Of the grandpa <laughs> I'm not sorry about denying the grandpa Grandpa it, Hero of the night And then we end on the classic Line One thing about living in Santa Carla I never could stomach All the damn vampires it's like, oh. And they're all just like, Ugh. It just feels perfect. Like Grandpa knew this whole time. He didn't know this whole time. Yeah. So, that le- brings us to the end of the movie, which, you know what follows that? The ratings. The it's, ratings. It's the ratings. I was going to like. Okay, I guess you didn't know what follows like, that. I was like, it's not the beats. It's not <laughs> the beats. <laughs> it's the ratings. It's the ratings. Irene, why don't you start us? Take me to your ratings. I'm going to rate this movie at five million stars. Five stars. Oh my God. I, even though it did not do that good, like, um, like I think Rotten Tomatoes gave it like, it's in the seventies or something like that, a rating. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie again. After watching it three trillion times from my childhood. Um, so I'm giving it five stars for enjoyment. Um, I haven't seen it in a long time. So that it was really fun to watch it for the show. Um, hmm, for Pride Flags. I guess I'm just going to have to give it one for that poster. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving it one for Rob Lowe's for, abs. For, I'll, I'll go ahead. I'll, I'll accept Rob Lowe's abs. And... Um, his his definite style that is different than everyone else's. It's his Dorothy style. His, his Dorothy esque style. Yes. What about you, Alan? What's your rating? I actually agree with Irene. I went five stars. I I loved that movie then and now. I mean, it's for me, it's kind of a timeless thing. You can definitely see the the time difference, but it's still enjoyable. Um, you just kind of appreciate it a different way now than you did at the time. Like, at the time, it was like, oh, this is the best, scariest thing ever. And now it's kind of like you can appreciate all the the art of the movie and the style at the time and how it just made you feel. And as far as pride flags, I go with one. 
uh, also for the ab poster and friend of Dorothy dressing. (laughs) (laughs) So for me, um, if I were to, to rate it with nostalgia in mind, I would definitely give it five out of five. But if I try to take outside of that and look at it as just a movie, uh, it's, that's really hard to do because this is such an important part. Like who had a dorm in the nineties that didn't have a lost boys poster in it? Like that's (laughs) nobody. And so it's really hard to do. Uh, but I would give it, I think now four out of five stars. Uh, it's still wonderful. It, it holds up well. Uh, the acting style and effects are a little dated, but I will definitely always love this movie. And another thing that I think is really important about this movie is that one of the first movies uh, to show a divorced family in a good light. Most uh, portrayals of divorce at the time uh, were of broken families, not making it and everything. And they barely talk about the divorce in this. And she is going and she is dating again and she's got a good life. The children are happy. Uh, they've started over in a very good way. The, the, the ex-dad doesn't show up. He isn't an integral part of the, of, the, of the film. And that was revolutionary at the time. That was something that we didn't have examples of. So for all the kids you know, in the 80s who were children of divorce or about to become children of divorce, I feel like, strangely enough, The Lost Boys is probably a good film for them to see that things turn out and families can stick together and work together still. (laughs) As far as Pride Flags, there is actually a lot written now about how this was an early gay film and there were a lot of things in it that were coded because you couldn't really make a gay film back then. At the time, Reagan was ignoring the AIDS crisis and what you had at, at Santa Clara is uh, all these people on the outskirts of society, and they're living openly. Uh, so that's kind of a code. A lot of people have said that's kind of coding for gay. And, you know, that this blood thing was a blood, the vampirism was a bloodborne thing. Mm-hmm. That was maybe code for the AIDS crisis and people mm-hmm. trying to avoid that. The vampires dressed in leather a lot, which was really popular in the underground gay mm-hmm. club scene at mm-hmm. the time. That's and true. these are things, I mean, we were kids. We didn't know that. We right. definitely wouldn't have catched this coding. But a lot of people are saying that that coding was put in there on purpose so that the people in those situations would get it and the people that weren't wouldn't get it. Um, new vamps have to drink uh, David's blood. David is kind of like you mentioned, kind of like the, the the head daddy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another thing that's mentioned a lot that's proof of this is Sam has Rob Lowe in this really seductive looking poster on the wall and then he dresses the way he does, which is one, very different, but two, also very kind of flamboyant. Flamboyant, mm-hmm. yeah. exactly. Michael, too, is crazy because when he... There, there's part of this theory is that when Michael thinks he's too far in with David, because there, it yeah. there's almost this eroticism like to their interactions and when they're t- doing this blood things. Yeah, and absolutely. when he feels like he's too far in with David, he immediately runs off to have sex with Star. Like he's got to convince himself right. that he's hit. Mm. Um, uh, and it's interestingly enough, Schumacher has supported these theories. Uh, to him, he said the Lost Boys is about the fear of the other. And those who live outside of the mainstream. So he says that is just as valid an interpretation as any other. So he hasn't specifically said, yes, it definitely is this. But I think there's a strong case for that. Mm -hmm. Especially at a time when there was no gay movies being made in in the 80s. Yeah, Uh, And so to code it so that people would understand, that needed to understand, I thought, I want to believe that's true. And for that, I'm going to give it three pride flags. Mm. Maybe 
one of the gayest movies we've watched that wasn't specifically a gay movie. (laughs) I support this after you're saying that because I think that I definitely got that eroticism between David and Michael and stuff, but I didn't know how to put that into words. Right. Um, Because it was just, it's always been this, just a feeling. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't know what that is. They have great chemistry. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. And I was like, I don't, I didn't, I didn't really, and when I watched it this time, I thought about it, but it still wasn't like something that I could be like, this seems gay because it just, <laughs> well, it just I mean, wasn't. I don't. Apparently, I picked up on that because that's where my what if came from. Is that that alluring? Yeah, that attraction feeling. or something that was there. Yeah. Right. Why weren't and why weren't there more girl vampires? Because um, they're apparently was, buried was, under the city. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah the, sequel, the girl vampires in the sequel were also supposed to be a biker gang too. So that's I don't know why they had to be the, biker gang, but <laughs> hmm, there we go. Well, I really like all of that that you just Yes, mm-hmm. I really did too. And in fact, once I started researching it, I fell down the hole and was like, wow, this really makes a lot of sense. And I really hope it's true. I think it was a good case that you, you've given, given it. A good platform. Well, on that note, Irene b- agrees with me, so let's wrap up the show. Hurry. We better. We better do it. That's it for this week's episode. Please review and rate this podcast. And if you like what you're hearing, subscribe. Join us on our next episode when we'll be reviewing Sharknado. (laughs) (laughs) You're not happy about it. Mm. Watch it with us this week on Netflix. Then join our community to share your own review or discuss other movies with us and other fans at facebook.com slash groups slash Unicorn Brigade. Streaming Unicorn Podcast is produced in cooperation with Stealth Pickles Productions and is copyright 2018, all rights reserved. Theme music is created by Brooke. Check out our website, streamingunicornpodcast.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram and YouTube for bonus content. Until next time, this is Brooke, Irene, and Alan saying, Thou shall not kill. Oh, you milk the cow underneath? I thought you wrapped your hand around to milk the cow. Bongo the booty, milk the cow. Bongo the booty. Oh my god, you should sound clip that and and make a song. (laughs) (laughs) Milk the cow. Bongo the booty, milk the cow. Bongo the booty. (laughs) Wingardium Levi Grossa. (laughs) Most importantly, join the growing. The glowing ranks. Glowing ranks. Just like the head vampire, you two can glow. <sighs> it there's almost this eroticness. Ero- I agree. Er- eroticness, eroticosity, mm-hmm. eroticism. Eroticism. Yeah. There's almost this eroticism. So big, round, and juicy. <clears throat> big, round, and juicy, juicy, big, just like Lucy. Juicy, I do juicy, like big, juicy. round, and juicy. <laughs>